small one. But I cannot drink it like a big one. Okay. Hey, that's cool, Carter. Yeah, thank you. Nice. Oh, there we go. Cheers, boys. Hey, cheers. Welcome cheers. Back. Great job. Great turny. Turny, sir. Mm-hmm. Congrats. Thank so you. everybody thinks that you're probably ranked like 150 maybe, and you're just throwing all these matches so that you can make a shit ton of money? Well, they see my rank, so I think they get caught up in like me winning like a couple matches and think it's just never going to stop. Yeah. So they, they just like go based on trends and then see a sweet quota like... It'll say I'm like, it'll be like four to one odds. So if I, if they throw a hundred on me, they'll make like 400 euros. So they like, holy shit, they go, they, they go nuts on those quotas and then I lose and they assume I'm cheating at it. It's, I, I, <laughs> so I don't even know. Weird. Like it's, these, these people are just like, pro- probably like in some basement on their computer, just like throwing money away. But Yeah hammered somewhere yeah dang that's awesome though that's pretty cool did you ever imagine that part of the sport (laughs) no uh i had no idea that was a thing but uh i i wouldn't mind it if like they like thanked me after i won like yeah i got messages like Hey man, you like you did great today. Thanks for making yeah. me some money. <laughs> but, but you I, never get those. I've gotten one oh, out of really? like probably over a thousand messages in total. One, a guy messaged me and and showed me his bets. And I, the first one was at the start of a match, and I I was ranked lower, so I had yeah. good odds. And he threw like four hundred euros on me. And then Holy after the shit. first set, which I won. He, he like doubled down Damn. and it was still a pretty good rate and yeah. he ended up like whatever he, he made a ton of money and he said you saved my life dude so I wonder <laughs> like what position was this guy in like was he in wrong with like the mafia or something and needed a kidney yeah yeah he, he was gonna get shanked that night if he didn't have the money I don't know so do you think of those fans when you're playing tennis like I gotta save somebody's life. <laughs> no, no. I'm a hero. I don't want Alexi to get stabbed tonight. No, no, no. These, these guys, the, the messages these guys send me when I lose, I, I, I don't pity any of these people. Yeah, damn, dude, ice cold. Except uh, Aiden Hopped message me. He's like, dude, I, I, was, I put twenty bucks on you. I wasn't gonna tell you. I wasn't gonna tell you. It was actually really funny. Like he he messaged me. It was cool, but he messaged me in the morning. He's like, dude, should I put twenty bucks down on Felix? Uh, I put him at over twenty two and a half games, and like it went to twenty two games. Obviously, you didn't. It didn't go to the third set, but. That's what he put it on? Yeah, 22 and a half. And I, I think he bet on you straight up and then bet no. on you in 22 and a half games. Way. Yeah. Oh, so he had one bet on me winning and one bet on two. the games? Yeah. And it was 22. I can't tell if it was a straight up like <laughs> prop bet or it was Wait. if it goes over 22 games. Let me see what he might have said that I didn't really notice. That's... Damn. That's funny. And like, there, there's probably just algorithms that say like, that's kind of the break-even point, yeah. like for like games, and it actually like went right to that. Because other that, otherwise you have to do seven fives, two sets, seven five, 
And that's 24? That's yeah. 24 games? Or you have to go three sets? Yeah. Like tiebreak or semifinals? I had to. Yeah, he said he had 22 and a half. Damn. That's too good. Uh, yeah, so I'm just going to do some maintenance for the podcast. I'm Grant. Carter's here. I'm Carter. Uh, and this is Felix. He's our first guest on the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. You're welcome. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guess you're welcome. Felix too. plays tennis, if you can't tell. Uh, yeah, damn, dude. That's nice. So you got back today? Uh, last night. Oh, so okay. I was in Champaign, Illinois, like four-hour drive Gorgeous. without traffic. Yeah, classic college town. We have family there. Love you put it. them in the freezer? No, I put them in the door. Oh, should I put them in the freezer? I don't know. Maybe one. Do you want to set a timer? Champagne. We got some oh, champagne, champagne bottles of high life. Yeah. Uh, the devil. Oh, we still got pizza. Yeah. You already ate. I kind of ate, yeah. I just burnt some food. Um, did you eat? Uh, I had a PBJ and some really good cold chicken. Like cold, like it was in the fridge, but it was like it was it was great. Succulent. <laughs> yeah, cold cold chicken. I actually, like kiss the spots sometimes. Excuse me, how's the cold chicken? <laughs> like like fried like base. Yeah, it's like fried chicken from the oh, night before, yeah. and then like the pieces that weren't eaten. Oh, some leftovers. Those are the best ones. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. like cold pizza. Like, yeah, it's good shit sometimes. That's Can great. I get some cold fried chicken. <laughs> uh, you want us to fry it and then put it in the fridge? <laughs> I like when they fry it cold, like a uh, cold iced coffee, cold brew. Mm, yeah, that's good. That's great. Yeah, so I, I'm like decently well fed, and I didn't really exercise <laughs> today, so not much of an appetite. Nice. Yeah. That's good. That's great. I didn't do shit today. I had work. Oh, and then Air Canada told me that they're giving my bag to Delta. Yeah, Your bag. Uh, yeah, should we sit bag. down? Uh, yeah, should, should we, we sit, sit at the crocodile table and talk about this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that good sound? Yeah, let's move over there. Okay. All right. This, okay. Uh, Grant just got back from London. Right. Yeah, I was in the UK. Right. So should we start from the beginning? Yeah. About his trip? I'll tell you everything. Um, I don't know what the middle? Yeah, I don't really. What did he sit? Oh, and her clomping around, I'm sure, sounds great. Okay, so we're not putting Lovey down. No. Not yet. Yeah. Not like that. Sweetie. Here, I'm going to set some buttons. Yeah. Nice. There we go. All right. Yeah. So uh, I was going to take a three-day weekend, basically, like three days in the UK to go see the soccer match and then come back. No way. I yeah. didn't know this. So last week, Thursday, uh, I took off from Milwaukee, and I'm at the Milwaukee airport. I'm supposed to fly Toronto, then from Toronto to London, and I'd arrive at London just before noon on Friday. Okay. So get to the airport in Milwaukee. They tell me they like call me up to the podium and they tell me that they oversold the flight. So they asked if I'd be okay taking a different flight to get to London, and I said it's fine as long as you can get me there faster. And so they put me on a flight to Chicago, and then from Chicago I'd go straight to London. And I would arrive an hour earlier. So I'm like, that's great. That's cool. Wow. 
And then actually, because of the way the winds blow in the jet stream, I would have arrived two hours total earlier than expected. So I would have gotten there at like 10, 15 versus noon. So I was pretty pumped for that. Uh, I get down to Chicago and then the flight's at nine o'clock at night. So I'm hanging out, we get on the plane, we're ready to take off, we're taxiing, and I guess they heard like a sound coming from the back of the plane. So they pull over, uh, they realize that it's um, the pressurization and the uh, AC system is screwed up. So, they, so we go back, they say that they're going to bring another plane out as well as bring mechanics over to the plane to see which will be faster. Because they find out that it's like this filter's broken in the AC unit, so they need to replace that, and it can take up to two hours to do that. So I'm like, that's fine, it takes two hours, we're on a new flight, I'm right where I started. So they, they go repair it, they're like, hey, everything's fine, it's like an hour and a half has gone at this point. So we load it up, we taxi, we're in line, we're about to take off, and then they skip the runway and pull over to the side, the problem came back. So they're like, all right, this time we're just gonna get a new plane, we're gonna switch everything to the new plane, and then we'll take off from there. So at this point, it's like midnight, and so we come back, everyone deplanes, they bring the other plane over, they're de-icing it, they're loading it with all of our stuff, everyone boards again, and we're in line, taxied, there's a few planes in front of us, and this is super early in the morning now. It's like 3 a.m. something. Wow. And we're about to, we're next in line, and then we skip the runway, and we go over to the side, and I'm like, what the fuck's going on? The captain comes on, and he's like, hey, everybody, the FAA has regulations on how many hours a crew can work within a given period of time. <laughs> and two minutes ago, we exceeded that threshold, so we can't take off. We need a new crew. Like and it's the, like the, the entire pilot and co-pilot and... And the stewards, like everyone on there. Yeah. So we go back, and they... There were plenty of planes in front of us. Like, they could have talked to air traffic control and said, we need to take off or this flight isn't going to go. And we're going right. to have 200 unhappy people. But they didn't do that shit. They just sat in line. Like, I watched out the window as other planes took off in front of us and stuff. <laughs> so we go back. Uh, we deplane at this point. Then I go over to the counter, and it's our entire plane is the line to go to this counter. O'Hare is completely empty because like all the shops are closed everything yeah. also note at this point none of us have been fed so right, you're probably it's 3am we were supposed to take off at 9 and then get dinner basically so it's been however long without food uh, I finally get up there at like 4.30 or so in the morning and they offer me a hotel I'm like so I'm going to go to a hotel get there at 5.15, let's say, fall asleep at 5.30. Then I have to be back at the airport at 7 because the new flight is at 9 a.m. So it's like, what's the point in going to a hotel for an hour yeah, yeah. and then coming back? So I'm like, no, just give me like some meal vouchers. So I end up getting McDonald's when they open at 6 a.m. And I am unable to fall asleep. Also, I'd been waking up earlier to like pivot my sleep schedule so I wouldn't have 
as much trouble going over to Europe. Yeah. And so, like, at this point, I'm awake for 24 hours, over 24 hours straight. This is the worst. And then we get on the plane, and now we're on the plane in the morning. So everyone has their windows open and it's stuff. Just like it's just like the same exact group of people. Same people, yeah. Some of them somehow slept. I don't know how. I'm also garbage at sleeping. So we take, we finally take off. We're going to London and all this stuff. I end up sleeping maybe a half hour, maybe an hour on the plane. Like, I could not sleep. So I land at London. It's 10.30 at night. Finally make it to my friend's place at, like, just after midnight. And then try going to sleep, and I'm wide awake. <laughs> so I ended up sleeping, like, five hours and two days, basically. And then we got up, went to brunch with our parents, because Carter and I's parents were over there. Uh, and then my friend who lives there was a Man United fan. Uh, his parents were also in London at the time. Um, and then hang out, have a good day in London. Then the next day, uh, my friend and I and his dad and my dad go to Manchester to watch the soccer game. I'll tell you about that. But the next day, I fly back to Milwaukee at, I think, 7... No, what time? My flight was at 9, so I was at the airport at 7 a.m. So I fly from London to uh, Toronto. Land in Toronto, turn on my phone. The first notification I get is that my flight to Milwaukee has been canceled. Hmm. And so... Because it's snowing. Because it's snowing. So all the flights into Chicago, uh, Minneapolis, like Indiana... uh, Milwaukee, like this entire area, all those flights are canceled. Like so, I'm stuck in Toronto. Those are huge, huge airports. That yeah, just shut down. Massive, just shut down, or at least Air Canada wouldn't fly me there. Oh, I see. So, so I go to the desk. I get put on a new flight the next day in the afternoon to Newark, and then Newark to Milwaukee, and then I'm walking, and I'm like. Wait, where... I, like, asked the lady, and she says that my bag's going to be down at some carousel, whatever. So I go to that carousel. I wait however long. My bag is not there. So I go to the desk, and I ask the guy to look up my bag, and he just gives me my bag tag number, and he's like, uh, I, I can't get your bag right now. It's impossible. And I'm like, all right, whatever. So then I'm walking out of the airport, and I realize I don't have a place to stay. I don't have any of my luggage. And like, what the fuck am I gonna do? So I go to a different service desk and I talk to this woman. She gets me on a earlier flight straight from Toronto to Milwaukee. And I'm like, all right, things are looking positive. She tells me that like to go through these doors that like I say do not enter unless you're authorized personnel or whatever. And I go through those to this desk that's like a baggage desk. I wait in line for an hour and a half, finally get up to the guy, it's the same dude, and I'm like, hey, she told me you could get me my bag, and he's like, no, it's going to take way too long, by the time we get your bag, you'll be headed back to the airport in the morning. So, I'm like, Jesus Christ. So he gives me like a toiletry bag with some toothpaste and toothbrush, and so I go to the hotel, and now it's like, early afternoon and they gave me like some food vouchers so I drop off my stuff I shower I go down 
stairs. And when I first checked in, the hotel is like empty. And then when I walked down, now it's just packed with people. Like I have to squeeze through people to get through this because so many flights were canceled. I was just on the first wave of people coming over. So I like squeeze through, I make it to the bar, I sit down at the bar in this restaurant, the restaurant is packed, and there's one girl bartending, and then I quickly realize she's the only one serving the entire place. So it's like <laughs> one against a hundred at least. And so anyway, another guy ends up showing up. It took me 40 minutes before I got my first beer. And then I find out like you can't spend these vouchers on alcohol. So, <laughs> So basically, I spent 15, I used a $15 voucher for my meal, and then I spent 45 Canadian on beer, on four beers. It was such crap. It's insane. Yeah, and so then I wake up in the morning, I have an email, my flight's been canceled. So I go to the airport, uh, and I go to the desk. This I get Tuesday put on now. Yeah, so this is Tuesday. I get put on a new flight out, and this flight is. Uh, oh no! I called that morning, and I got put on a new flight out to LaGuardia, and then from LaGuardia to Milwaukee, and it leaves like in the afternoon. But I just didn't have anything to do. I had to check out, so I went to the airport, uh, and I just went up to the desk and I gave the guy my tag and I'm like, could you make sure that this gets attached to my new itinerary? And the guy showed me on the screen that it's being tracked and it's attached to that itinerary, to my new flight, VNR. And so I'm like, all good. So I go, I hang out at the Did airport. You just, you, you just explained like all this uh, like um, lingo for flight stuff, tracking it and everything. And then yeah. you used a PNR. Like, a way what? more complex... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, whatever. But anyway, it's attached to my reservation. Um, so, I hang out, and I see, like, different flights are leaving to Milwaukee that are earlier, or to O'Hare, and I ask if I could get added to them, and then it turns out, like, I'm flying Air Canada, so I can only get added to an Air Canada one, so I go to an Air Canada gate. I finally find one that leaves that has, like they're calling for two customers that haven't shown up, two passengers. And so I'm like, hey, if they don't show up, could you add me to that flight? And they're like, let's wait another few minutes. And they're like, okay, they're not showing up. We'll add you to the flight. I'm like, sweet, I'm getting out early. I can still make it to like half my day at work maybe. And then they're like, do you have a check bag? And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not worried about that. I just need to get home. And they're like, if you have a check bag, you have to stay with that bag. You have to stay with that flight because it's gonna go with you the whole thing. Like. All right, cool. So anyway, I end up, they put me through LaGuardia an hour layover, which if, have you ever transferred between terminals in LaGuardia? I haven't transferred in LaGuardia. Oh my God. I didn't know how to do this. And so I asked somebody, they're like, you have to like exit the airport, go to these shuttle terminals. The shuttle buses come every 14 minutes. And then you take those and then you have to go through customs again. I had to go through like the TSA security, security check. check. Yeah, not oh. customs, TSA. Luckily I have uh, pre-check or I would not have made it. And if I had missed that shuttle, I would have missed my flight. Like oh, I, for sure. I was there 10 minutes. That's an hour from booking. arrival to departure, not yeah. boarding time. Right, so it, it was quick. And I made it on and then I land home and my bag isn't here. 
and then I've just been dealing with calling them every day and asking where my bag is. And because the second half of my flight, they put me on a Delta flight, they kept saying Delta's going to get my bag. And I talked to Delta and they're like, we can't get your bag. It's an Air Canada tag. They have it at their terminal. Like we can't get it until they release it and give it to us. And then the people on the phone keep talking about how it's the busiest airport in Toronto, so you can't call there. And it's like, what the fuck? They should have more people working there. Yeah. It doesn't matter how busy it is. You hire, like, you scale accordingly. <laughs> Jesus. So I've been in hell. So we're sitting here and that bag is in Toronto. It's in Toronto right now, yeah. Full of beer. That's all I really care about that's in there. Damn. And my clothes, I guess, but... And my retainers. I am. Yes, I do have some. So anyway, the part that makes this all worth it was going to that soccer game. It was insane. United Brighton. Yeah. So Man United's been struggling a lot this season. Like they were in 14th place at the beginning of this. Right. Um, and so like normally in the UK, you don't really wear your your uh, kit, your jersey yeah. around. Um, but we, we left my friend's place at 7.45 in the morning and we're like zipped up to the neck so you can't tell that we're wearing Man United stuff. And then as we're going, taking the tube and getting closer to Paddington Station, there, no, we took Kingscroft. Uh, I don't know, we took one of them. Um, You're still in London at this time. Yeah, as we're getting closer, like you start noticing people wearing kits and like crests or like their scarf will be definitely a team's colors and stuff. And so finally we arrive at the station and people are just blatantly wearing their colors. And then as we're taking the train up there, everyone's like just completely decked out and some people are singing and stuff. Uh, And so one thing I was hyped about visiting Old Trafford is people on the subreddit always talk about like try the prawn sandwiches. The prawn sandwiches are the best there. And so I was hyped about this and I was talking to Luke, my friend, and he's like, they definitely don't serve prawn sandwiches there. Like, they never have. I've been to, like, most of the food. That, they have the same concessions at all the windows. They don't have prawn sandwiches. So I look it up, and the prawn sandwich brigade is, like, a slanderous term for the people in the boxes <laughs> that are watching it, eating their prawn sandwiches, like, all hoity-toity <laughs> and shit. So, like, God damn it. So we arrive at the station, and we go to Sainsbury's and just get cheap as hell prawn sandwiches which were awesome and then uh there's this supporters bar that's right down the street from old trafford that is like just insane you have to show your membership to the club to get in to make sure that it's all just man united fans in there and uh it's just constant super loud singing here's a video of walking in This is a chant. You couldn't tell if, I, if you hadn't told me it was a chant. Just wait, because it, it breaks in a second here. Yeah, it's just insane. Here's another.
Yeah. And what, where are you standing in there? Like, what room is that? This is, like, there's two rooms, basically. This is, like, right when you walk in this massive bar area. So there's a bar directly behind me. Oh, got it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, attached yeah. to the stadium? You're, no, this is down the now? street from the stadium. Oh, you're not there yet. Yeah. So there's the bar, and then right down that block is the stadium. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Uh, it was just absolutely insane. So we went from that, uh, took some photos in front of the stadium, and then... Yeah, the game is absolutely insane. It's the best that we've played this entire season. Like even it was just a great performance the entire game. Yeah. It was great. Even when we beat Chelsea 4-0, like we struggled that first half, nicked the goal and then dominated the second, but yeah. Man, and it's something being there live. So there was a moment of silence in the beginning and it is dead silent and 75,000 people just not making a sound and all you can hear is the the ventilation system in the stadium it was so eerie that's cool and then yeah and then the game just oh singing throughout the entire game and then Rashford scored this goal at the end like they scored a goal on us and I was suddenly like oh man this could be typical Man United this year where we just crumble and concede and somehow lose this game and I need to remember how much fun I had in the first half of this game. But then we came back and we got another goal right away. And it was just... Dude, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I need to remember how much fun this day has been. If we lose... Yeah. Oh, man. It was like so brutal when that happened. And we're on the second floor. Like down to the bottom left is all the visitors. So when they scored that goal... It was pretty quiet on our end, and then you can just hear them super right. loud singing right. for the first time. It's like, oh. But then we came back and scored another goal, and I screamed so much. It was so great. Oh, I hugged so many strangers. Rashford's been really yeah. good. Yeah, he's been lighting it up. That Tony Marcial has just been unlocking him. It's so great. <laughs> oh, and we ate these uh, steak pies, like these savory pies. And uh, we're all eating them, like, before the match. <laughs> and so good. my friend's dad was eating his and not paying attention. Like, it's pastry, so it's, like, real flaky. And yeah. so the flakes, like, filo yeah. dough or whatever, yeah, yeah, uh, kind of fallen off. And I realized the guy in front of my friend's dad is wearing this fleece. And the back of it, the bottom lower half of it, was just pastry. It was completely <laughs> covered, like, caked in crumbs. It was insane. It was so covered. And we all talked about it on the train ride home, but it's like, holy shit. Covered this guy. So it was yeah. better the prawn or the, the, that pastry? Oh, prawn sandwich was great. Really? It Dude, was it really looks, good. It looks so bad. It looks it, like yeah. you got it at 7-Eleven. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Sainsbury's is pretty much 7-Eleven. Oh, yeah, wow. but it was good. It was good bread and stuff. It was fresh. Yeah. I didn't get sick from it. Nice. Yeah. I did... No, I did not. I had wild gas that night. But we had some uh, Indian, Indian food. food in You think it Manchester. was the Indian? No, we did, yeah. yeah. It unleashed something. I just went into Luke's bathroom and let gas go. Hey, Tanta. Um, <laughs> yeah, go ahead, our go listens to this. <laughs> just a shout out there. I was yeah. thinking about that one. <laughs> I I've been cursing. Um, yeah, but that game, it was... It was perfect. It was like the best. It was so much cooler than I could imagine. 
I can't wait to go back. So much fun. And then we went to a supporters bar after, and we uh, cheered on Manchester City to beat Liverpool. You get so ridiculous. Which Liverpool cheat, you know, handballs to get goals. Dude, okay. <laughs> yeah. First, okay, let's, let's go into it. That first handball, uh, it came off Bernardo Silva. Right. Hand first. Sure. That's and then fine. hit Trent. Shouldn't count. So if it was been. Still should not uh, count. It's the second ball. one. What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> handball on Bernardo Silver. Supposedly, <laughs> any handball, intentional or not, in the buildup of a play reviewed by VAR counts like the goal should not be counted. But which he was I don't unna- agree with. He wasn't making himself unnaturally. Bigger. Right, right, right. Intentional which is or the not. terms. Right. The thing says intentional or not. No, there's it's a, in the build up to a goal. There's a really good uh, flow chart for how it affects. And mm. yeah. well, I what about the like in the Champions League final last year with Sissoko? Like people were. Well, he had his hand up. Right. On like he was. It was unnatural position. Right. So, so if if it is a natural position. You're saying they play on then, because if Bernardo's was was natural, what you're saying, then it should be a goal. What I'm saying is, I read something that which there was so much conflicting stuff all over the internet about mm-hmm. this. The rules are so convoluted, but I read that if if it's intentional or not, if it's in the build up to a play or to a goal, the goal does not stand. Okay. That's what I read. Interesting. There's so no penalty, think, there's none of that. It's yeah. just that the goal You think it'd be but like back to a free kick where it hit his hand or, or what? I have no idea. Oh. I have yet to see anything stand, like anything been enforced with any kind of consistency. No, not at all. Yeah, and I'm just stating what I read that contradicts what helps Carter. Okay. Because yeah. I'm your brother. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. Uh, I don't agree with it or anything. I also, well, read okay. stuff, I also read stuff that says that that is a valid goal. Yeah. Sit. Sit. Let me sit. Pause. Good girl. Okay, so, okay, after that handball... Carter, who are you talking to? Uh, myself. Oh, okay. You. I mean, you were standing up. Ah, yes. I'm your lovely. Yes, so what? Fabino. Yes. Banging that in outside smashed. of the box. Smashed it. That was great. Uh, that was like Oxlade Chamberlain esque. Yeah, dude. He's been <laughs> on fire. He just scored uh, yesterday against. Uh, he did. Monte. Monte Carlo? Monte I don't know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. yeah. We played well. Smash City. Feels good. You guys are such favorites. Yeah. Hey, Wester's right in second, though. No. Yeah. Eight points behind us. Leicester's been fun to watch. They've been great. Uh, how do you feel about the super congested time coming up? Oh, we play. We have a. We have two matches on the same day. Uh, in within twenty four hours and two different continents. And they're that's insane. They're lining up to totally different squads, right? Yeah, probably U twenty threes for the Aston Villa match. Didn't Chelsea have to do something like that in 2012? I'm not sure. I thought I read something. But it's like, why even play the Carabao Cup? Like, it's yeah. worth right. pennies. And then also, are you going to get fined for not fielding a competitive right. team? Well, I, you could. You could. How? You have That's to ridiculous. field a competitive time, team. You can't play our games. 23s. Yeah. They're competitive. And we may be. Pep Linders uh, coaching yeah. them. All right. But you also have fit players in 
with your first team, so why aren't you playing them? Huh? Riddle me that. This is so ridiculous. It's so, it's it's so absurd. It's so absurd. <laughs> yeah. There's, like, some guy posted a screenshot of, the like, his schedule, like, in his time zone, and he's like, yeah, they have a match on the same, two matches on the same day in my time zone. That's insane. So Wow. Dumb. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But it's going to be tough for the team. Yeah. Uh, Klopp was wondering if they could forfeit. Forfeit the match. Yeah. What didn't uh, Carragher volunteer to help? Oh, play? Manage? Oh, really? I didn't see that. The second team? Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, I thought it was like two legends of your guys. (laughs) That'd be amazing. Oh, uh, we skipped over something. Uh, Raheem Sterling. Yes. Being a little snake. His skirmish? Yeah. Scratched. Well, okay, let's start start with the the match on Sunday. Uh, Joe Gomez picks him up or like gets in his face and kind of like touches his armpits a little bit kind of yeah. picks him up by the armpits his underwings yeah if he will <laughs> yeah his underwings he's yes. a quick little motherfucker yes he is yeah. uh, oh yeah Raheem Sterling shoves him and whatever Raheem Sterling then stamps um, Virgil Van Dyke at the end of the match like, nobody yeah. talks about this, but that could be a straight red. Like, stamps on his uh, ankle Yeah. when it was, like, the last play of the game. It was so ridiculous. Hey, dude, typical city. Those are pep tacks. Yeah. Pep tactics. Um, and then Monday comes around. England squad. Uh, sorry, I just thought of a headline. Like, if City loses, would you do uh, City stomach ache, question mark? Pep abysmal? Oh, I like oh that. That's yeah. good. That's good. That's good. Thank you. That's your best Go one. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, Trademark. TM, TM, TM. Yeah, then there's a skirmish at... A playground. Yeah, at the playground. The, Raheem uh, and <laughs> saw Gomez oh. at a playground and skirmished him. Scratched his face. <laughs> yeah, national teams. Uh, yeah, there was reports that a bunch of the players, including Joe were sitting around and Raheem walked in the room and all of them started laughing and that's kind of like the start of it or whatever but dude that cut like on he his like, face he really it, it's cut. a solid like three inches yeah and there yeah. was more on his neck too I don't know if there's one oh. picture that you could kind of tell it was the one where what? he's training and you could see that and then like a little mark here like oh Raheem needs to trim his nails seriously or his oh. fangs uh, yeah and then it goes on Joe Gomez told uh, Gareth Southgate, Southgate not to uh, send him home, but to just not, or like, pled not to send him home, that they'll figure it out. Anyway, match yesterday, uh, England smashes whoever. Did they both start? No, no uh, Sterling was in the squad. He oh. was left out. But Gomez was subbed on in, late in the match and was booed by all the England fans. Wow. Booed. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then finally Raheem Sterling kind of kind of apologizes again a second time. Yeah, he said, I can't believe this, but... And then he, like, came out against the England fans for yeah. booing him. Yeah. Which, I agree. I, I thought that was a, a good move. Very good. That, yeah. A little saving grace on sure. his... Uh, no, yes. but, yeah, it's How not that bad. It. It's not like he shouldn't be like, 
I'm so sorry, Joe. I didn't oh, mean yeah. to scratch you. Well, England no, he, fans he, now. he didn't yeah, apologize on the it, first Instagram. Yeah, and I don't think he's necessarily going to make a public apology to him. Yeah. I think that's more a personal thing. But I, I think but it was then all why make in a good class. About it? I think it was all in good class, him yeah. calling out the England fans. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that I, that's uh, one redeeming factor. One yeah. redeeming thing that I think he's done. Redeem Raheem? Because I don't... Redeem? <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, yeah, I feel a little bit better about him. I still don't like him, but that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, today was big for uh, Finland. Oh yeah, they qualified for the Euros for the first time. That's enormous. Yeah. Who do they have? Timu Puki. Temu. He's Temu Norwegian. Timu Puki. He's Norwegian. No, he's really? Finnish. He's yeah. Finnish. Yeah, he's Finnish. Hmm. Or am I thinking Norway? Am I complete? Jesus, is it Norway? Oh, he's finished. You're good. Oh my God. Oh man, sorry. Because I was thinking about like Norwegian metal today, and like because I was listening to some, and I'm like, did I just screw all this up? You're listening to Finnish metal. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, Yeah. So that was great. Good for them. Yeah, I hate international break though. This sucks. I know. I. Oh, the U.S. is playing Canada right now. Should oh, I check wow. the score? Yeah, let's check that. Because right uh, for the first time in how long was it? Probably 50 years or something. That like Canada, Canada beat the U.S. a few weeks ago? 2-0? Is there redemption? Do you want to guess the score? 4-0. United States. It's 3-1. United States? Yeah. Oh. The second minute. We scored in the second minute, the 23rd, the 34th, and they scored in the 72nd. Is it over? I was thinking today, no, it's still going, 75th minute. I was thinking today because of all the BS I've been through with Air Canada, that I'm just so against them. And I was like, man, I hope the U.S. smash them. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to play Crokinole tonight. Canada's pretty cool. <laughs> just... Yeah, the loonies. It's great. Yeah, it's a love-hate relationship. It, yeah, it's a little rough right now. Oh man, yeah. What else? We've got international, so I don't know what I'm gonna do this weekend. Just play croaking all a bunch. Yeah. Um. Anything else happen soccer related? Felix, I didn't realize that you know st- soccer stuff. A little bit. Yeah. I. Carter got me into it. Yeah. Are you a Liverpool fan? Yeah. That's fine. It's yeah, been trendy. It's really cool I to do. I pull for the Reds. Yeah. I love Bobby Firmino. Yeah. yeah. Do you identify as a bin dipper or more of a scouse? Uh, I'd say like a Champions League six times. One of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, it was fun. Also, we did the uh, You Scouts Bastard chant every once in a while would break out. Yeah. <laughs> it was so much fun. You Scouts Bastard. Oh, and someone was wearing a half and half uh, scarf when I was like, a, I was going to grab the meat pies and at the stadium and someone was wearing a half and half and some drunk hooligans just started chanting who the fuck do you support who the fuck do you support at this guy cause it's like yeah, yeah never gonna happen to have no start. never Jesus. Like, people were selling them for cheap like four pounds outside really the yeah so it's like if you need a scarf I guess it's cheap but man don't get one yeah just like bleach it bleach half of it or buy two yeah. of them cut off half of Cut them both in half and then stitch them together. That's a good call. 
Now you have two scarves. And it's like... If you know flip. how to sew. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's an option, yeah. Or duct tape. Yeah, it's so uncomfortable. It sounds duct like tape. a terrible scarf. Yeah. yeah. Depends on where you wrap it on your neck. I feel like that middle part is automatically, like, attached to your neck. Yeah, it's gonna touch. <laughs> no, no way avoiding that. Oh, you could do the, um, oh, where you yeah. fold it in half and then through that. You're so right. Some flight attendants were wearing it that style. Oh, those are called, uh... Stewards, stewardesses. Yeah. No. Uh, Wait, what are those things called? Where it's like the scarf, and it's like a little tissue. That um, the guy from Scooby Doo wears. Yeah, uh, Daphne. No, Daphne's Fred. Wait, Fred. Yeah, uh, ascot. Fred ascot. Is it an ascot? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is the name of the. There's like a mobile one commercial where there's this super decked out guy. Yeah like talking super fast and he's wearing an ascot on an ascot so that's how I learned double that. ascot that's what it is I thought ascot was a last name <laughs> Fred Ascot probably there's probably like yeah at least like 10 Fred Ascots out there yeah yeah I yeah 10 that's a good bet Felix where under. where are you battling on the court next what do you call it do you have a cool slang term for it Where's your next match? Yeah, my, my your, next match. My one next of your s- smashing rackets. That's pretty good. Crushing uh, some... What's the brand of tennis ball? Uh, Wilson. Penn. Crushing Wilsons. When you smashing Wilsons next. So we're at the second week of November right now, and it's pretty much heading into off-season. Oh, shit. Which is... It's very short for... Like, tennis is... The pro tour is pretty much year round, so December okay. is kind of the only like Month quote unquote off. off season that players yeah. take to like do whatever, regroup, yeah. build on Are you training, go on a float chamber. So no, I'd love to do like one of those egg things. Yeah. The smoking grills thing. <laughs> Smoke some meat. I hate that they're called eggs. It's yeah. so silly. I've never done that, but I I'd be willing to try. Smoke the meats or or uh, float, <laughs> float tank. Yeah, I I'm not a big griller, but yeah, same. I I want to get into it. But to answer your question, the only yeah. event I have coming up rest of the year is a a small 15k uh, tournament in Tallahassee, Florida. Ooh, nice. You're gonna be so tired after those 15 kilometers. <laughs> 15k U.S. dollars. Oh shit! But that's total prize money. Yeah. So it's it's not like money's just Got flying it. around. Right. It's maybe two grand to the winner. Yeah. And then it scales down from there. Wow, that's how it, that's how it's tiered. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Is that that so that's fifteen k for singles and doubles. Oh, that includes doubles too. Yeah, unfortunately. Oh, wow. Yeah, so there there aren't any players oh. playing the low tier pro tennis tournaments and like making money. Dang, dude. So these smaller ones I play are strictly to build my ranking. Yeah. Question. So you have like a bunch of these people. Is everybody eating at the same food hall and that kind of stuff, or is it like wrong? Uh, no, I mean it's. Some of the tournaments will have like housing set up where they they have people organizing 
either a complimentary hotel or families yeah. who are involved with the tennis club that's hosting that want to house players. Some of the tournaments will do that. But then other tournament like it's not an, a requirement for the tournaments to do that okay. at these lower ones. So a lot of the times we're totally on our own. Yeah. Like find an Airbnb to split with other players. Oh shit. Guy, yeah. I mean, a lot of these guys I'm traveling or not traveling with, but playing the same tournaments with well, like are operating on like no budget. So yeah. these these guys will be like, "Hey, do you have space?" Like I'll crash on a pull out, I'll yeah. crash on a floor, like whatever is good. Damn. Uh, so it, it's it kind of depends. Like I I have I have enough money to where I can like get get myself a bed every week, but damn. Uh, That's yeah. So I'd say I'd say it's about fifty fifty whether I'm paying for the week or able to get housing, whether it be I know someone in the city or the tournament organizes it. Wow. And then, yeah, the other half of the time, it's either a hotel or Airbnb. But, I mean, the Airbnb, if, if we're able to get a bigger place and split it, I mean, it can get pretty cheap if, if we get enough, yeah. enough guys in one spot. It's It can be pretty good. So you have a good relationship with some of the guys? Yeah, it's that's probably the best factor that I didn't anticipate being on tour was pretty much everybody's friends besides maybe a few who are just Assets. dickheads yeah. yeah don't want to make friends but yeah I mean we're it's it's like we're all traveling and that this is our social circle so like if we want to have any sort of social life like yeah these are the guys sense. and we're always in each other's hair so might as well that's be, pretty cool be friendly and, and all the guys for the like besides a random one here and there like everyone's really cool and yeah it's, it's been good because that is one thing I've noticed like watching as little tennis as I have but the everyone seems to get along and like hug after and like be on yeah. terms with each other yeah. for the most part it's like headlines if they yeah. don't like yeah. it's but I guess you kind of have to because you're in close quarters like for so long with each yeah. other. But that's like the standard etiquette. You like shake hands. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I know like shaking hands, but you can, I, I mean, in soccer people yeah. shake hands and stuff, but you can right. tell when they actually like get along and. Yeah. I think yeah. it just, it uh, probably a lot of it has to do with like the origin of the sport. Like it was meant to be like quote unquote gentleman sport. Like ah. it's, it's all based on the idea of like no women being <laughs> might probably huh? at the beginning there's <laughs> yeah. no women and then and then obviously there's huge women's side to it now but yeah yeah I think like at the basis of the sport sportsmanship was that's cool. like deemed a priority yeah to my point I yeah. wanted to say that like you'll see people freak out like missing shots and stuff but then, like, they're still expected to shake hands and stuff. So yeah. you could, but they could still be friendly, like, even yeah. though they're, like, freaking out and missing shots and stuff. Oh, right. sure. Like, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's like, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah, yourself. and it's, it's yeah. usually, very rarely the anger is directed towards the guy's opponent. Like, if someone's freaking out, it's 
it's probably because they've been on on the road for 10 weeks and they are playing like shit and they're in the middle of Arkansas like <laughs> they, they 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 don't want to be there at that moment and it and sometimes this sounds very they, very specific <laughs> no I I I had a great time in Fayetteville but <laughs> but that that happens and and yeah the the there are a lot of issues on tour but <laughs> player relations with each other is is not one of the main ones fortunately that's cool what's kind of the difference between the ITF ones and the ATP uh ITF is international uh, tennis field tennis tennis Close. fields you got come uh, on this is a no. this federation is a, yes thank there you there you go uh and the other ATP is American tennis program <laughs> I like decent. that. I don't even know what ATP is. Uh, yeah, for. ATP. I All think terrain piano. <laughs> <laughs> and we're taking downtown. Here's the fans. But it's all terrain. Although they don't go into any mountains in that right. music video. She's going down uh, hills. The hills. San yes. Francisco. LA, I think. Really? I don't know. LA has hills. <laughs> the Los Angeles hills. Oh. Good the point. Hollywood hills. Beverly hills. <laughs> hmm. Beverly Hills, there's like barely even any hills in Beverly. Beverly Hills. It's like that's Red, where I want. Rodeo is so hey, flat. I need to still need be? to listen to that song Exploder. Oh shoot. Yeah. They have I thought it? you've listened to quite a bit. Oh, you haven't have. listened to the Weezer one though. The Weezer one. Drunk Dory and I think that's Summer Slam. Yeah, when you first brought up that yeah. podcast to me. That was a great that it was episode. because of Weezer. Somehow Weezer came up. Yeah, yeah. It made me understand Weezer. Yeah. Huge. Music. Explode. Yeah, yeah uh, I love that podcast. Do you listen to David, or have you read David Foster Wallace? No. He has a book about tennis, so. Oh, uh, he? that mine, like, it's all about. Infinite Jest oh, okay. is about tennis. Oh, it's about a video of these amateur tennis players that this VHS, this guy watches it and it's so beautiful that the guy dies. And so it's this police investigation of how this guy died wow. and like the creation of these kids becoming tennis amateur, like really good tennis players. Dang. In this video. Like it's really wild. That's I crazy. made it 150 pages in I think it took me about a month to read that much because each wow. sentence like you it's English it's grammatically English and stuff but there's so much it's such an unnatural way that it's written and so intricate and eloquent and all this kind of stuff that it like you have to decipher everything wow yeah um, and that's what I gathered it might not be about that but that's what I gathered in the first 150 pages. <laughs> and then it just, yeah. the next 200 that's changes right. completely. <laughs> it's just so tiring. And people are like, it's such a great book. And it's like, if you don't like reading, like I like being able to progress through a book. A level of difficulty is cool because it's like, oh, you like, it challenges you yeah and it's also like the author trusts you to be able to figure this out and kind of put yourself in these situations and yeah unravel things but man speaking of tennis books I want to get yeah. back to that question 
uh, does poster. he read David Foster Wallace? Yes. Okay, we'll get back to that uh, first. There's this one book about like the mind state of tennis, and like, uh, like a lot of pro gamers actually read it because it's like all about getting into the flow and like not thinking about. I don't know. There's. I'm trying to think of what it's called, but. It's all about just not thinking about what you're doing. It's up like a flow state. Flow book, state, pretty yeah. Pretty much. And like this what is one of the famous books for it. And uh, yeah. I don't think it was. I feel like it was before it, that like super coined term of flow state where it was like super. Oh man, I'm just when I get in a just flow like state, a, man. A trendy term. Dude, yeah. man, you hit those narwhals right by the point break. <laughs> you're in a flow state. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh. Yeah. I need to find out what book that is because it might be interesting. Uh, uh, do you ever think of making your own, like stringing your own rackets, like getting into that side of things? I I actually do do that. Oh so really? I, yeah. Holy shit! That's nice. awesome. <laughs> yeah, I I my dad bought us a, a stringer that my parents the same one they still have at their house. Maybe he bought it when I was like. 11 or 12 and that's yeah. what I learned no no I was probably 13 and yeah that's that's how I learned and then I realized quickly after college that I'd need to have some sort of stringer on the road with me because these these tournaments are charging like $20 a racket to restring you have your yeah. own string your own racket everything they just do it up for you takes about takes me about 30 minutes really quick stringers probably under 20 but they're they're charging 15 to 20 racket and we're breaking strings like maybe for myself maybe every seven hours on court and oh, i mean wait so really the, yeah so so i i'd have to string at least two to three a week so that that's a big expense when you're talking like however many weeks yeah. of the year I'm playing. So I a few a couple other players were using this this thing. It's probably the just bigger size than like your standard toiletry bag and like it's a portable stringer. Yeah. Just wow. you just clamp it onto a tabletop and uh Damn. You just yeah, need to be next to an outlet because it's electrical, and then okay. Yeah, so I I've been doing that since like, I I started playing the pro tournaments like, right after graduating from Minnesota, May twenty eighteen. I started in June. I got this pro stringer, August twenty eighteen, and I've been using it ever since. Probably saved, well over. It it cost me just under a grand, and I've probably saved double that at least. Damn, probably. That's, That's crazy. crazy. Yeah. I would not think that they cost that much, and that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't expect that machine to cost that much. That yeah. Portable. Yeah. The, I think the machine was like, maybe eight eighty, and then the clamps that you, use while stringing while pulling the string through the racket so you're like temporarily holding the tension until you tie knots. These clamps that came with a string are terrible so I had to buy like clamps from a different brand that were a lot higher quality that were like another 90 bucks. So it was okay. like 
Yeah, maybe still nine sixty or nine seventy total. Man. Yeah, it's it's it's. I I don't like stringing, but it's it's a good thing to do to the, like. Kinda, Take your mind up. Yeah, just like if these these days on the road can be long if you just laying around all day like after your match like how many, something to do how many rackets do you have then like when you're on tour uh i travel with four okay so a lot of players will travel with a lot more but i think for what we're doing like four is kind of the minimum where you're like not it's not like risky to have that many like you you'll be safe if if you have like a you break a string and then you fluke break another quicker than you expect like right you'll be okay you're still good but uh have you ever been on that fourth one and been like oh shit uh no i have wait what happens during a match if that happens you uh, you i don't know i mean usually these places have some sort of like tennis shop and they're just like rackets sitting around so like worst case scenario you just using some whatever tennis yeah. racket is sitting and you just play yeah. with whatever it is yeah but Dang. that'd be a disaster what if you had to like play with a pickleball paddle could you do that legally ah that's such a good question <laughs> thank you <laughs> I've got great questions that's because I don't know the answer <laughs> That I, that I don't even know. I don't know that that qualifies right. it as a good question. Right, right. You stumped me. That's a good one. <laughs> that it's it definitely plays into my judgment of a good question. It at yeah. least like helps like build it. Right. Yeah. Uh, would you? I, I wouldn't about, win a point. Do you think sure. it would I potentially guess. break? The pickleball, like the, because it's wood, like it could crack. Oh right, I'm You're thinking of so a bit different paddle, a pickleball. Yeah, those are pretty small. Yeah, I mean, my like spacing would be so far off because I'm so used to like hitting way out here. Yeah. If I was trying to swing like this, I'd probably be swinging and missing like half the time. Yeah. That'd but, be fun though. Good experiment. Yeah. You should practice with that. It'll make you better with a traditional racket. I think. It, yeah. It actually, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Probably be like really tough on the shoulder though, because force of that ball coming in, like. Oh yeah. Just need to be jacked like Dwayne the Rock. Yeah, Johnson. Uh, or Jack Johnson. He's pretty strong. Well, he's he actually. Oh, I don't know. It's really all those. Probably, I could see. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he guitars. I think he can. I start following. Does he do uh, For sure. He has to. He's a ladies' man. I started following Carrot Top recently. I don't know. On I Instagram. About Carrot Top. I love him. He's one of my favorite. He's just such a... Like, he's definitely strange, but he's such a cool guy. Yeah. Like Guy Fieri. Fiat. Fiat. Ah, cooler. He's just like... He's, cooler? Yeah. yeah. Guys, really? Guys he's, down, he's really down to earth. Ariel Grand just released his Halloween mix, and Guy Fieri is, is on... Like doing the intro for him, it's hilarious. Wow, I want to listen to this. It's actually pretty funny. Why haven't Jada and Guy Fieri teamed up to make a cooking show where Jada will pronounce something Italian and Fieri will be like just butcher it? (laughs) He's got the Italian last name as well. Fieri, Fieri, and he'll be like, "Uh, no, I think it's pizza." 
<laughs> yeah, I, or rigatone. Yeah, Giada does really get into the like she yeah. loves like using her voice Every to time. pronounce that <laughs> stuff. She's got such a big head. Like, why not? Big head figuratively or literally? Do, no, f- doesn't it look like she lo- looks like a bobblehead? Maybe. I thought so. Well, who's your favorite Food Network TV? Favorite Food Network star? Yeah. Um, hmm, let me think. Uh, not Batali. No. Um, oh, wow. You were, uh, <laughs> are you thinking Emil? Bam! No. That dude. Uh, no, I was joking. I said not. It's got to be... Um, Bobby Flay, I think. Wow. No, no, no. That's a good no. one. Alton Brown. I oh, like, I do Alton like Brown's Alton Brown's awesome. a lot. Alton yeah. Brown's awesome. Yeah. I like the science. Yeah, but actually, it's probably Bobby Flay. Okay. I think I could hang out with Bobby and eat with him longer than anyone else on the Food Network. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good way to, uh, to You guys, let's it. round table this. We're in a round table. Felix? Uh... I've been out of the Food Network game a while, but Same. it it was probably Rachel Ray to start, just because my mom's name was Rachel, and I was like amazed at anyone who had the same name as someone in my family. So tough to do. Yeah. Be a Rachel so, in this yeah. day and age? Yeah, so Rachel Ray, probably, I would probably dine with Rachel Ray. Yeah. She's, she's like a really big deal. She's a lot of like shows and stuff now yeah I think I think she's definitely rolling in it Uh, so I'll say Guy Fieri since everyone's kind of uh, that's cool neglected him I actually bleached my hair twice so I know how he feels well Uh, yeah oh crap I'm sorry okay I don't want drips on the crocodile you're good Dude, last uh, night Nick obliterated with just a massive glass of stout just up to the brim, just setting it right next to this. I'm like, dude, please set that like on the windowsill or something so it's not by the crocodile table. And he's like, what do I have to pay you if I spill on it so I can leave my beer here? I'm like, oh, eh, I guess a hundred bucks is okay. What? Yeah, because I can wipe it and resurface it whatever oh I would ask for more how much did pork cost just over 200 and then how long did it take to get here three months three months yeah yeah you gotta get interest on that yeah that's so fine I should have like yeah, yeah well hey man I didn't have to take his money so okay that's good sorry I didn't mean to flip out so like you that. said 100 and then he left the beer there he left the beer and did not spill that's on the good. table he spilled it but he was else. obliterated you said quite no, he wasn't a... I exaggerate. He was feeling himself, so they say. Yeah. That's almost more dangerous, because if he's, like, super confident, like, oh, not yeah. really watching the... Right. Can you vibe check real quick? How do we think it tastes out of the... Oh, shit. Let bottle? me taste it. Let me taste it. I don't know if that's how you say vibe check, but... I said it. I'm not crazy on the vibe check thing. Yeah? Uh, I think it tastes pretty good. I get... Orange, I think it's a little more orangey mm. than normal. Wow, really? Yeah. I don't know normal, but I'm gonna taste it. Oh my gosh. Mm. It is, maybe. That's quality. Yeah. Quality beer, made to mm. deliver. And this is Miller. What did you call this? Miller High Life. Life? Yeah. And it's the champagne of beer. It's in a champagne bottle. Oh my bottle. god, that's funny. 
you said champagne before and I was like, oh sick, we're drinking champagne. Yeah. Yeah. And then Champagne it's, Illinois. It's the champagne of beer. Oh yeah. Tricked ya. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, this tastes like beer. <laughs> this is <a> champagne. <laughs> um how are we? We're an hour we're just and two over minutes. an hour. Yeah. Hour and two minutes? Hour and four. Wow, I was close. That was jeez. Uh should we wrap this up? Are we done? I don't know. Are we I kind of want to play some crokinole. That's just all. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Why? Do you want to keep going? It's up to you. We don't have to keep... Let's play crokinole. I don't have to play crokinole. Let's play crokinole. How do we all play right. three-player, though? We can't play three-player, so okay. you have to alternate. Okay. Are you okay with that? You want to play first? Uh, you I put, think you guys I don't know. All right. I, I need to see the snack. Okay. All right, all toodles. Right. Bye. Bye.